On this episode of I Don't Know You But, I talked to a friend of mine, Grant. Uh, I worked with Grant in outdoor education uh, in 2019, and he is a very, very interesting person. Um, and even after working with him for, you know, two months or three months, right, where we're working outdoors in, in a very, like, you know, it's not like, you know, I work with him and he works across the building. Like, we're interacting on a daily basis. It's very interesting to listen back to this now and hear all the things that, like, we didn't know about each other. And I definitely didn't know about him. And this is a really, really cool conversation. And it was cut short. He was uh, catching a flight. Um, and we had to keep it a little bit shorter. But I do believe and hope that a follow-up episode is in the works. And yeah, just enjoy the conversation. We talk about a whole range of things. And for me listening back again, I mean, uh, we recorded this back in October, November of 2019. And it was just a really, it was a really beautiful time. Like we were in the mountains and we... It was snowing. And then, you know, listening back to it now, I'm realizing that, like, I've learned a lot about audio in in the meantime, right? Uh, where the audio on this is a little bit quieter because I didn't know how to set up mics. But the conversation is wonderful. And it was actually the second episode I ever recorded of this show. Uh, the very first episode of this show that I recorded was lost due to audio problems. I won't be able to use it. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be able to interview that person again. Uh, we shall see. Uh, but enjoy this episode of I Don't Know You But with Grant. Uh, who is the most important person in your life and why? Most important person in my life. That's really hard because I think everybody's important. Yeah. I think I, every, yeah. every single person that I interact with, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. And somehow like you, I mean, we, we gravitate towards certain people for a reason. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, we, we, we attract certain people to our experience and I think that's valuable and we need to just really value that and mm -hmm. I don't know I think I guess I could say the person who's done the most for me or the person who's like that I probably owe the most to is my mom right definitely. she's my only really family member that I speak with mm -hmm. um, and she's like since I was born just done every single thing she possibly could right for for me and in every situation she's just been like the most supportive um person around we like we disagree on all kinds of different things whether it's money or politics or like literally anything we like disagree but I know that no matter what we yeah. would do anything we could for each other and that's right. just that's just special like you don't have like I don't trust I can never trust someone else like that of course and that's you know I think that's a very important thing I think uh yeah I I'm I think moms are pretty damn important but I also you know wouldn't it be cool if we lived in a world with that level of 
trust and unconditional presence. My God, that'd be beautiful. Like if we, if every single person existed that way, if there were no tie-ups or criteria mm -hmm. to the way we treated each other, it'd be pretty crazy. It'd be um, all right, so here's here's a fun one. This is gonna cut a little bit deeper, maybe. I don't know. Uh, what was a moment you'll never forget with someone that you don't talk to anymore? Someone I don't talk to anymore. Someone you don't talk to, not somebody that you can't talk to. Okay. So like a person that I've by choice decided yep. to not talk. So maybe like an ex-girlfriend. Maybe like an ex-girlfriend. Or, well, I don't talk to my father anymore. There you go. That's by choice. So a moment you, I'll never forget. Okay. Yeah. A moment I have plenty of those with my father. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to do a good and a bad? Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I have to go way back to find the good man. Okay. Let's honest. just do a bad. Okay. Um, well, when I was... 15. Yeah. Uh, I like kind of, I only got to see my mom like once every other weekend because my dad was the one who like made all the money in the relationship and then mm -hmm. just like one day just peaced out. And so, um, <clears throat> sorry, I might lose my train of thought here. Yeah, it's okay. But, um, but one day I like kind of was like, yeah, I kind of want to see mom more, you know, like maybe that'd be nice, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no. And we were living in that. Uh, like the hills of Tennessee at that time. Yeah. And he's like, no judge in the state of Tennessee would ever let you live with your mom. And I was like, fuck. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and so then I was kind of just like, like it just built in me, like this just like hate for him just built. And one day I was like, he, he used to beat me a lot. And I was like, one day I was like, I'm not going to take it. And so he hit me and I was, I just said, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he threw me and like all my stuff just outside like wouldn't let me use any like no water wow. no food no shit and i was i was a minor at the time damn and but keep in mind he's like a wealthy white dude in the south right right and so he didn't give a fuck right yeah no <laughs> like and everyone in the neighborhood knew like mm -hmm. like oh that he's a nice guy like he like loans us shit like he's you know always just a nice dude to talk to and he was like anyone who wasn't his child was mm -hmm. like he's a totally friendly guy which is why i hate him so much like cause, but i remember yeah he i just remember him like throwing all of my shit in trash bags and like putting it out on the lawn wow and like yeah i, I just, that was definitely a moment i'll never forget that's that's an intense moment man damn yeah no sorry sorry if i got too intense no i love I, it i like I, to just i mean i just i i don't give a fuck i just go for it right no it's, and i think yeah. that's like i think that's really important and this this goes back to what i was saying before is like i know you i worked with you for two months but like yeah i don't like i we have no idea right the pain that other people are in or the the exactly. memories that they have that are so deeply affecting and wounding to the soul and that's important to it's important not only to ask others those, but also, I think, to express your own. Yeah. Um, because expressing your own, I mean, that's, I think, part of the healing process. Well, know? when we start to simplify others, it's like when we start to consider that they might not have had a struggle or that when we just oversimplify and just say, this, yeah, like this person's difficult or like this person is blah, blah. It's like this person's a lot of things. Yeah, this person's right? a lot of things. Yeah. You know, no one's just one thing and everyone has a background. Everyone right. has a background, no matter what it is. And that's why it's so important that we truly value everyone because, like, it's so beautiful that I've had this totally, like, I I've seen the, some of the most beautiful things, like, that humans 
have gotten to see and I've seen some of like the worst yeah. shittiest moments like ever in my life. And I think it's, you could say the same for yourself. Oh, know? absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's why it's so important that we value everybody's experience. And yeah. I mean, everyone's experience is totally unique and totally valuable. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is. I and I think the second we forget, there's a, there is an expression uh, that I heard recently, like, you know, if, if you try to, if you try to attach yourself to somebody or something okay. as like, like, and then you end up putting your perspective and your perceptions on them, it's like trying to bottle up a sunset or like a beautiful, beautiful view. Sure. Or the other way that it, I, it was expressed to me of like, you know, if you spend uh, a hike that you go on looking for this beautiful, you know, golden eagle, you're going to miss all the other beautiful birds, Definitely. all the beautiful songs, all the beautiful views of the landscapes and everything else. And that's, you know, that's true in our day-to-day, and that's true in, yeah. That's, yeah. And you have to remember, like, the, it's, it's not always, and it's most of the time not about what you can add to the world or what you can say to the world, right? No. It's not about what you're going to tell your experience. It's about what you hear from the world because like if you're looking inward all the time mm-hmm. like your head is your head is what like this size like a cantaloupe size maybe <laughs> you know and, My like, head's and that's sure whatever but but the earth the earth is the size of the universe is infinite right mm-hmm. and the earth is massive and it's like that has way much more to tell you like the second i became a much less anxious person the second i started listening rather than telling yeah. And I think that kind of is the same with what you're talking about, about bottling things up. Because if, yeah. if you're always trying to tell someone something or educate them, then you never let them teach you. you. And you never go back to those moments, right? You never, you never get to those <clears throat> moments. And there's, and there's conversations that I think anybody could maybe pull out of their past where it's just like this beautiful, like both parties are listening and asking questions. And it's just this like serene piece. Like it's crazy. We could go off on that tangent for a long time. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but yeah. you, you just, you know how good it feels to be heard and how good yeah. it feels to, to, to listen. Right. And to feel like, wow, I really learned something new about JFIT, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Or, like, like that just, that feels good. And it, it also feels good to think, wow, like JFIT really was curious about what's going on in my experience. Too. Right. And it's, and it's. It's not, I think there's, I think there's a need to get it away from this transaction. Oh, well, I asked yeah. you about this deep thing. You should ask me about this deep thing. No, or vice versa. Like you ask me and I then ask you. No, I think it, I think it should be from a place of genuine interest and uh, love mm-hmm. and, and not love for how I see you, but love for how you are. And I that, I think that's intense. That's, I'm, that's crazy. I'm a big believer in comfortable silences. Oh, yeah. Because that's just the most honest like, thing you can give a person. Yeah. Comfortable silence, I, I feel like. I mean, yeah. a great conversation is always awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah. Seriously. But like, when you can like, just when you're not adding anything, mm-hmm. but you're not, I don't know. It's just such a, such a rare and nice thing to have, too. Whereas... I guess talking about getting away from it as a transactionary thing. Yeah. Or like there, there's no transaction taking place and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that's perfectly fine. It's, it is beautiful. <laughs> and we forget that all the time. Like, cause we, 
Or like if I don't have something to add, I'm not gonna add it. And like, right. Like Americans, yeah. I feel like after traveling to Europe and like pe- people in Europe are quiet a lot because oh, like, I love Europe. Because oh. yeah, I yeah love but Europe. I mean, and not that it's bad that Americans are loud and that we talk a lot, but mm-hmm. just that it like it becomes this very again transactionary thing of like I, of like I I need to be talking right now like. Like, there can't be silence. Why is there silence? There was a quote I heard, and I don't know who said it, um, but it's like most of man's problems come come from uh, stem. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> most of man's problems. Okay, this is, it doesn't. Okay, so it says it's by Blaise Pascal. Um, but all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Yeah, I think. And I think that's uh, that's insane. I saw that like on Instagram great. or something, and that was crazy. Well, and they've done studies about meditation and like and, yeah. and students who like and in class like in colleges and things like that, and students who have taken meditation classes or have like spent time like on their own, like according to surveys or whatever, mm-hmm. meditating have like done exponentially better than people who haven't as far as like success in life as far as like successful grades it's like it's wild how, how much just listening and like intentionally listening yeah to what's around you even if you think there's nothing there right and i like just is such a game changer as far as enlightenment and di- the disappearance of anxiety and all of that is just Absolutely, it's, it's just so beneficial in so many ways. Just so be much, with yeah. Yourself from time to time. We'll we'll have to do a follow up episode on with you and I about. Um, I, I talked about it with my aunt a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> the art of intentionally being. Um, yeah. So the 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 next question: uh, Where in the world do you feel most at peace? Most at peace. I don't know. I I think it's not necessarily a physical location because mm-hmm. I can feel at peace. Um, in some weird places, but yeah. I can feel really not at peace in some really beautiful places. Right? Yeah, I mean we live in we live in a beautiful place. Well, I, I live. I guess. Yeah, you, I, you I, might. I, you live here from time to time. I live here from time to time. But yeah. I mean, even even in beautiful places, you have shit days. I did an internship in uh, in northern England, which was in the Lake District, which is damn fucking unreal, like beautiful area. And I was an anxious wreck for like a good portion of it. Yeah. Just, Cause I, just cause I wasn't in a mental space that was productive to, to my being in a positive way, and that just didn't work out. Even though I was in these beautiful mountains, and even here, it's like, some days are harder than others. Absolutely. And I feel like, it's just, it's just building those muscles, those mental muscles. Yeah. Of like, how do I perceive in the right way every moment? Yeah, it's a choice you make every single moment. So would you say, would you say then the where would be your mind? Sure, I guess I I feel most at peace. Okay, I, I can tell you I feel most at peace when I'm making art. Okay. When I'm painting or when I'm drawing, um, because that's really a time when I'm truly just listening. Like yeah. I do all abstract work. I don't try and draw anything. I don't sit there and look yeah. at. I don't sit there and look at physical objects and try to draw them. Not that I don't think that's a great practice. I need to do that more. Um, but just need is a strong word. But just listening to what comes to me and yeah. like 
also intentionally doing some something. Right. You know, it just it helps you feel productive mm-hmm. and also just totally free to do whatever God tells you to do or the universe tells you to do right. or whatever you want to call that. Sorry, I don't right. want to turn this into... Like, no, no, I like it. I like it. Uh, d- seriously, and we'll plug his Instagram later, but like, you have to check out this man's art. It is uh, <laughs> it's insane. It's so cool. Thank you. Um, so what was the period of time, or like, when was this period of time that you felt most alive, like most, most like the... F- uh, you know, not to make it too like. Uh, when do I feel most alive? When do you feel most alive? When do you feel most like the conscious, most awake, most awake, most alive? Like the fire of your soul is the most ablaze. Right here, baby. Right here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think the present is like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Why I mean, not? I, I feel I feel super awake right now. I'm ready to. I guess I have to catch a flight kind of soonish. Kind of soonish, yeah. Uh, I have to. I mean, there's just there's all this shit to do, but right now it's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, everything is great, and we're it's snowing outside. We're in beautiful mountains, and mm-hmm. I mean everything is in order. So I don't I don't mm-hmm. see why there's no reason to say I'm most alive right now. I love it. That's that's really important, <laughs> and that's it depends. It depends what window you look out. Is it the, the window to the west, you know, as it's still dark or are you looking out, you know, at the east when the sun is rising, you know, it depends. So yeah. And that's important. Um, why do you do what you do for a living? I'm really intrigued to hear this one because I know what you do for a living. I guess I do lots of different things for a living, mm-hmm. you could say. Um, I guess for a living, for monetary gain, mm-hmm. I am the working, nine to five. Uh, the nine to five. I'm working <laughs> maintenance at uh, the summer camp where we do outdoor education in the fall. Yeah, it's kind of confusing if you put it that way. Um, yeah, the, but, it, yeah. But maintaining I'm, a ranch property. I, I guess, guess what we do all just kinds of we just drive around and look for stuff to do pretty much. Yeah, and it's really fun. I, I like it, and why I choose to do that instead of like I guess some other office job or some inside anything. Uh, I guess I just said it because I like to be outside, not inside. Um, there's mm-hmm. just something so special about the outdoors to me. Yeah. Um, it's a place where I hear God louder than I hear God anywhere else. I mean, I yeah. guess other than when I'm making art. Um, <clears throat> and it's just rejuvenating to me. I don't leave a day of work after being outside and just want to crash. I come home and I do what I love and I'm happy to do yeah. that. And like, it's just so, so nice. And then I love that where, where I'm working is not, um, I'm not working for some big corporation. I'm not mm-hmm. putting money into the man's hands. I'm doing something for a mm-hmm. place that cherishes the youth. And yeah. I cherish our youth. And I love, I love that we get to work with these kids in all sorts of different ways. Sometimes, I guess sometimes we get Christian science kids, which is yep. a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's, that's um, sometimes we get, a whole nother podcast. Sometimes we get just kids from random schools. Yeah. And I, I just, I love just contributing to the youth and not the fucking man. Yeah. And no matter what we're doing around the ranch, it's, it's outdoors and it's contributing to something positive. And that's, that's all I ask for. Like I never... Yeah. want to contribute to something negative and it's fulfilling yeah it's fulfilling like way more fulfilling than clocking what like 12 hours a day at jimmy john's for and i did that for a couple yeah of years. man and yeah like, 
like way more, way more rejuvenating, and I get paid more. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like so it's many good. things. So that's I why it. I do what I do right now, and oh, that'll probably change in the next few years. But I can say it'll be it'll be the same where I'll be outside and it'll be contributing to something positive mm-hmm. wherever I am. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, I love it a lot. So I'm looking up the. I want to actually attribute the quote to the right person. Um, but there's a saying. I do uh, need to leave soon. I know. I know. I got okay, you. Cool. This is the last one. Um, I love talking with you. I do too. Like we're going to have to do more of these. Uh, stupid play. Yeah, it is, it is uh, Maya Angelou. Um, at the end of the – there's the saying uh, from Maya Angelou. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but I can edit that. No, you're, I think you're saying it right. Um, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did. They will uh, remember how you made them feel. That's weird. I thought about that quote this morning. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, isn't that interesting? Uh, how do you think you've made people feel? I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, like I try to be a pretty happy guy. I mm-hmm. try to be pretty empathetic and understanding for where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to judge people for anything about them um, unless they're assholes. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I think I've made people feel good. I mean, but again, that's huh? I think like you, I guess with confidence, I will say. I make an effort to help people feel heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that I've done so. I love it. Um, yeah, the, ta- the times when I feel like I've not accomplished that are times when I've, again, been looking inward to my own head rather than listening yeah. to what others have to offer. Yeah. yeah. It's trying to bottle up that sunset. Yeah. And when I'm not bottling up the sunset, I think, I think it's, you do a good job. That's sick. I love it. That, yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I always am intrigued to hear people's answers on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've definitely gone through phases where I've not yeah. made people feel great, but I love our out there education facilities motto of making people feel loved and valued. Yeah. And that's that's just something that stuck with me, even because it's for the kids where we right. tell we tell the kids to make each other feel loved and valued, but it it just really is like so important for like if adults. Like lived by that, like yeah, and and the whole world lived by the fact that we need to make sure that everybody's got enough blankets. And we yeah. got to make sure that everybody, like every every person's argument is resolved, and mm-hmm. right, all these things happen at our outdoor education facility. And, right. I mean, I don't know. And I mean, making, making people feel loved and valued. Making people feel loved and valued doesn't mean that they're gonna do every single thing that you want. And I think people, Absolutely I think adults not. especially forget that. Um, but that's, that's, that would be a beautiful way to live is to love and value yourself and love and value everybody else. Yeah, and, definitely. And do so from a place of non-transaction. And there's no reason why you can't do that. And there's none. There's, like the desire to do that is, goes so far. Yeah, there's none. There's it. The only thing that is stopping you is literally you. Yep. And that is a terrifying thought. You and all your little attachments. You and all your little attachments. Little strings. Grant and I have been on a, a we've been a very attached to the idea of attachments for a couple of weeks. Uh, we've, we've got them. We, yeah, we've got them. <laughs> learning, learning about them. 
Uh, yeah, this has been awesome. Uh, yeah, this has been uh, Grant, Grant Lee. Uh, I'll make sure to. What is, what is your Instagram? Ginger Soul Hero. Ginger Soul Hero. He he is ginger. He has a magnificent beard. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, Ginger Soul Hero uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, check it out. Check out his art. Check out his work. Uh, and yeah, get to know even more about this, you know, enigmatic ginger soul hero of a man. Uh, yeah, peace out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of I Don't Know You But with Grant. Uh, yeah, his Instagram is ginger soul hero at ginger soul hero. Uh, and there is a follow-up episode coming, uh, so you'll be able to hear him perhaps a little bit louder. Uh, thank you again. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, Jafit Shocker, you can go to uh, I Don't Know You But X I I I on Instagram, or you can go to I Don't Know You But dot com. Uh, you can also find out more about the Thirteen Project at the Thirteen Project dot com. The X I I project.com or you can go to xii project on instagram thanks for listening